there is a customer base out yep. there that might be interested in something like this, like literally just like, no, I don't need an app for my heating system. I know when I'm home, like I need it to be warm. I'll just walk over and turn it up. When I leave, maybe right. I'll turn it down. Like people are okay with that too, by the way. All right, all right. Oh, Andy, Make Trace Gradigan Podcast. It's Eric and Andy. Welcome, everybody. Andy, uh, let's get right into this because right in the depths. I had this Dang little, it. I had this little premonition, this little, uh, little kind of business idea, as it were, when we were talking recently in a past episode. Uh, if anybody hasn't heard it, we were talking about just like my customers kind of up in arms about having to have everything connected to the internet these days, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I just, yeah. I think even on air during that episode, maybe I waited till I hit stop record, but, uh, I get this idea. We could, you especially, cause where you yeah. live in right. Montana, we could, mar- we could put together a heating system for really any size, normal, normal size house and be kind of like the off the grid as it were marketed yeah. to our customer. Like. You don't want this stuff connected anymore. You want to go back to the basics. Yep. You could do that with what we specialize in, specialize in with the hydronic systems really easy. And this is not new technology either. Right. No, definitely not. Definitely not. But we don't have to be connected to the internet. We we can be independent. You can do it with the sun. You can do it with maybe a little backup Jenny. Yep. Bottle of propane out there. Boom. Bam. We're heating. We don't need the government telling us what to do. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and that's, and that's, it's an interesting concept because you, you, you know, you look at what, just like you said, you get those customers that are like, ah, oh, geez, do I have to have an app? What, why do I have to have this app? You know, I, yeah. I don't know if I want this app and you could, you could really do it with, I mean, you don't have to have it. We don't have to have the app to do it now, no, but no. It, it, it's nice, you know, whatever it's, it's cool. But we, I mean, we got, you and I were, we were, we were talking about this, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. Um, it came up in conversation and it came up again yesterday when we were doing this cast iron boiler install, you know, you start looking at like how simple this boiler is. Um, uh, and it's, it's actually, you know, so we just to bring everybody up to speed, we put in a, uh, us boiler. X203. So 70,000 BTU, um, cast iron, like three section boiler had yeah, four burners in it. Yeah. It'd be three. L- little bit of guy, 14 inches wide, 40 inches tall, 250 pounds, something like that. Yeah. It's about as standard as it gets for yeah. 1980s built house. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the, and this, uh, the came with a circulator, came with a Grunfoss alpha circulator in it. Ooh, fancy. You know, so nice, nice little pump in there. But we were just talking about it a few minutes ago. Like, what would it take to run this thing? Well, propane, but how much power? You know, what? Like, it's not a lot. No, right? I mean, no. we just did a little, little, little quick looky on the uh, circulator. It's like forty watts, forty-five watts. Uh, you know, something half like that. Half an amp, half an amp, and yeah. then another half an amp to uh, max to get the uh, control power to work. Yeah, yeah. And for and our friends over in the UK, this is one twenty volt, sixty hertz power. That's that's right. Hertz. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The HZs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, you really, you look at that and go, well, I need a, a hundred watt 
uh, power system. Yeah. Like you could do that you with got a couple light bulbs in your cabin. Right. A couple of solar panels and you'd have to store <laughs> right? some power. That'd be about it. That'd be about it. I mean, you could run it, run the entire heating system, circulator and the boiler control off of your vehicle inverter. Yeah. And we're not talking about gravity. So, cause you could even go right. no circulator or like that, but this is, let's just be real here. Like if yeah. my, my, my kind of pine, my, my little fantasy business <laughs> idea was, is let's address this issue to the extreme and just say like, look, w- we have the most high efficiency heating systems I can provide you at yep. 95, 96, 97% combustion efficiency. If we install from new band, I can give you an, a system efficiency that's yeah. way up there performance wise it's going to be amazing comfort's going to be great yeah. you're going to we're going to achieve the maximum level of using the least amount of energy to heat this space yeah. okay yep. that's where the that's where the benchmark is gone and that's where the excitement and everybody's like oh, look at this boiler oh look at this heat pump oh, you know it's all about <laughs> the idea right. that we're going to do it with less energy but they're not talking about like the fact that We've had to build in this amazing amount, and I am not opposed to any of it, by the way, yeah. but this amazing amount of technology to get to this space. And we're, yeah. what have we just forgot the fact that you and I literally learned how to do all of this on systems that were on millivolt gas valves and <laughs> <laughs> like I've and mercury thermostats? Like, I, yeah. I routinely install. Uh, second or third generation, uh, new high efficiency equipment on in old houses that have gravity mains for hot water, right? That are yeah, you know two three inch two three steel inch piping iron pipes. Yep, that's all gra- <laughs> right. that's all sloped back to where the original yeah. probably uh, wood fire or oil, maybe coal coal wood or oil fired boiler was right. originally a hundred years ago, eighty years ago, yeah. whatever. Uh, and I'm installing this technology that nobody uh, that long ago could ever even dream of existing. Right. As if this is just the, we have to do it this way. And we don't. We don't have to do it that way. Right. Now, I'm right. not talking about, uh, I'm, I'm literally talking about there is a customer base out yep. there that might be interested in something like this. Like literally just like, no, I don't need an app for my heating system. I know when I'm home, like I need it to be warm. I'll just walk over and turn it up when I leave. Maybe right. I'll turn it down. Like people are okay with that too, by the way. Yeah. Um, yep. And so, yeah, you're right. It doesn't take a lot to do it. It's not as if it's new by any means, but I don't think anybody's talking about it whatsoever. Right. I don't think we're talking yeah. about going backwards either. I'm just talking about like this. Maybe this is a, maybe people listening will listen to this and go, uh, you're crazy, or I think there's somebody out there who's going to be more like me and be like, eh, you know, you're, you could, <laughs> I got a couple, couple of customers that might like really I, want this. I definitely have customers that are, I mean, we just had one yesterday. Guy lives in town, but he's like, you know what? I had this 1930 or 1940 cast iron behemoth in my basement that broke. He goes, I've done nothing to it. Yeah. Since he he's owned the house for a handful of years, but previous owners had did not done nothing except convert it from coal or oil to natural gas. Did it have at a some point in the fifties? No, no, had just atmospheric uh, vented gas burner stuffed in the side with yeah. some bricks and refractory cement. You know, and uh, 
it was kind of sketchy, uh, but that was the way they were done. But you, I mean, you think about that, that was converted from whatever it was for the first 20 years of its life to natural gas 70 years ago. <laughs> you know, and you go, wait, <laughs> okay. That's interesting. Crazy. So here we are 70 years later, you know, and, and this boiler cracked and, or started leaking you know, and I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, that's kind of a bummer. And he was super uh, bummed about it. He's he's uh, he's a cool dude. Yeah, he's gonna have to um, put the bill out. No. <laughs> yeah, right. But cool dude. He's got a he's got like five motorcycles in his basement. Oh, that's cool. Right. Yeah. Um, Smelling like motor oil down there. Uh, no, not really. No. Um, but like two of them are uh, Jesse James West Coast Choppers customs oh. that he's rebuilding. Like he's bought parts for and like re- recreating from you know late '90s. You know, pre pre discovery Jesse James era, which is kind of cool. So he's rebuilding these things in his basement. Um, took them apart and hauled them down the stairs, and he's rebuilding them and going to take them back apart and haul them back outside when he's done. That's really cool. Like, that's really that's cool. cool. I've got a few customers. I mean, I do probably one or two cast irons a year. Typically, yeah. I'm putting them in because I'm like in an outbuilding that doesn't have plumbing, so sure. condensing isn't an option. Uh, occasionally it's just a straight up replacement for what was in a house. Yep. But, uh, like I said earlier, like, honestly, most of the time we're, we're trying to put in what we just assume is what everybody is looking for, high efficiency and all that stuff. But like, what if we did do this marketing, like, Hey, we're going to say, I'll build you a heating system that a can be off the grid and B, uh, is just simple and nobody's got to worry. Nobody but you has to worry about it, right? So, like, you could do a small generator, backup generator that could provide power to the house too. By the way, uh, so there, that's a whole market in itself. But you could tie it to yeah. this system if you wanted. Uh, you could use, like, we've already talked about the power consumption for the heating system alone on its own is like. Nothing, <laughs> Nothing, to be honest with you. <laughs> right. So, like, if you had like a one kW system with a few batteries, I, I'm not the solar person, but I'm guessing yeah. that's probably enough to get you through uh, without any kind of external power right. needed to heat, you know, run this heating system. Very basic. And yep. then, um, there you go. I mean, basically, you've got like a package system that you could offer as a as a heating contractor. Yep. In the right circumstances, uh, hopefully you're not having to like repipe the house or something like that. I'm thinking of existing systems, right? Yeah. That you could apply to a very basic system and be, you know, think of a radiator system, old house, cast iron yeah. radiators. I yeah. mean, that that pump needed to pump that system is almost nothing. No, you nothing. know, du- Taco 007. Well, yeah, Taco 007, Grunfoss, yep. uh, 15 series. I mean, or you, now you go to these ECMs that are like, like you're saying half an amp, yeah. nothing. 30, 40 watt pumps. Maybe they're, I think max, what are they like 75 or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. You know, like on a three speed ECM. And so, right. yeah, you're not doing this with forced air, but these kinds of hydronic systems, uh, don't take, but nothing to move the heat around. You just have to be able to right. produce it. <laughs> and yep. you're doing that D- with designed properly, really? Yeah. I, well, I mean, you're doing it. You'd have to. You, we're talking about gas. We're not doing this with electric, yeah. uh, right? But I think there's a market out there. It could be if you position yeah. yourself right to find those customers that are just like, you know what? From one extreme to the other, I don't want yeah. any of that. I just want yeah. it to be simple. 
And you yep. could just do a simple system too without worrying about backup power. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I guess, I mean, there's, there's two trains of thought there. You know, when you really start looking at that and go, well, you know, we've got this pump and, you know, we got a couple of real basic things here. That, you know, that CU3A is, is not far away power consumption wise. I mean, it's got an inducer fan on it. So that's, I mean, that's a, that's going to hit you on the electrical side. But again, I bet that thing is, I bet it's under an amp. Well, you don't need it. You the, don't even need a thermostat or any zoning controls. You can, right. You can connect One pump. that thing. Right. <laughs> you, you, just, you just need a pump. That's it. You, but you need a drain. You need a condensate drain. And that's, and that's, you know, there's, there's, there's some, there's some, some thoughts and processes there. And I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm intrigued. It's now going to probably put me down the, down the rabbit hole of, uh, Hey, you know, what kind of batteries can I buy? Can I buy, <laughs> can I buy a pre-manufactured, you know, 500 like watt power solar? Wall. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, how, what could I, could I provide this to my customer? You know, if it's totally a prepackaged good. thing, do I need to have an electrical permit to do this? If it's just powering, if it's something that's a plug-in power wall, right? Like you're you know? not tying it into the panel or anything like that. Right. Yep. It's interesting you to know, think about. An- Anchor's making one now. I don't know if you saw that. They had a the, big the thing portable here power now, like, just here recently. Yeah, but you got a. They've got a uh, in, prepackaged. Right? Or no, you're talking about um, else. Uh, battery system with uh, solar array. And you basically bolt the thing on and plug the wires in. Oh, and really? It's yep, it's there, and it's not super terrible expensive, like under five grand type thing. And I'm like, ah, oh, really? I think you and I are talking about this at a time where, see, we got to be careful. Here's how yeah. my brain works. I know, like I, I don't know for fact, but I got an idea that things are going to slow down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, cause I think we're right about where we were before COVID started, just like the kind of work we're doing, uh, yeah. that kind of thing, uh, call volume call, type of calls, that kind of thing. Sure. Um, this is, <laughs> this is when I, I, t- I take these opportunities and I apply them at the wrong time. Like when things are slow, <laughs> when, so, when you're busy, busy. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm going to be like cooking this up this idea and then it's going to really hit rock bottom. We're going to not have any work coming in or something. And that's when I'm going to be like, right. Oh, by the way, this is what I do now, you know, <laughs> or, or I also offer this. <laughs> I think that the power, I think the generator thing is if I had, I'll tell you this, if I had people working with me, I would be pursuing more of that in my market. Right. Um, because I think that there's a huge potential for new customers, uh, that, right. uh, are our neighbors, our existing customers, or, you know, we can reach more people if we're offering that backup generator, that's a huge yeah. industry and plumbing, yeah. electrical, like it lends it, like we we're doing that type of work. So if we had maybe an electrician on staff, it, yeah. Anyway, cause we're doing gas, we're doing, you know, cause these things are you know, gas powered. Um, I'm running gas lines to them, but somebody else is selling the job. And I just think that, yeah. you know, if I were to expand, that might be something that I would look at. I've never talked about yeah. it before, like on the, on the podcast, but it's something I've thought about. And maybe right. this is maybe this is kind of the impetus to look at like, is this something people would be interested in? Yeah. Do I team yeah. up with my local LP provider and then I start you know get somebody an electrician in here and we start offering backup generators with simple heat systems and be like here you want to be kind of off the grid, right? Want to get away from all this crap that you know, right? <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, you, you start you start applying some of the techniques and some of the things that we do with uh, boilers these days, and you go, well, do we do we put in a like you say simple heat source? We got a cast iron boiler. It's got electronic ignition, right? So we take the best of all the worlds there. Um, make sure that we got easy to service. So valves, pipes, you know, uh, purge points, good air separation, all the pitfalls to us, the old cast iron system, right? Yeah. Eliminate that and make it, make it easy to work on. You know, that's a big thing. And we've got, I've got, I can't tell you how many customers here in the last six months have said, Hey, you guys put in this like ultra high tech system. I'm so excited that it's easy to work on. Yeah. It's got valves on each side of the pump. It's got purge points. It's got valves on the expansion tank. You know, there's valves on the uh, feed water. You know, there's things, there's ways that we can take apart the common fail points and replace without draining the entire system, without making it a three hour project, you know? Yeah. We can go in, valve up, put hit the little webstone expansion tank service valve, valve the thing off and replace the expansion tank in ten minutes. You know. Yeah. Th- that's that that valve, like that those little pieces of that puzzle are what sets us apart from the guy that's putting a boiler drain on the wrong side of a ball valve at the expansion <laughs> tank. Yeah. Yeah. Well <laughs> that, that's gonna happen regardless. <laughs> it is, but you know what I mean? But, but if, if you pa- start packaging things up like that, you know, you and I have done that a lot, you know, you're doing it with, mm-hmm. uh, in, in a, in a big way that we haven't quite adopted yet. Like the prefabbing of your mixing valve on the domestic tank. Oh, having that stuff, I can go on and on about how much time you know, that saves you. <laughs> yeah. It's those it really little things, save you, time. you know, that it's that uniforming of processes. And I'm, I'm, I've been like stuck on that here for the last six months of like, how do we uniform this? How do we do it over and over and over and over again and not change what we're doing, but change the way we're doing it to be more efficient? Well, and you look at these old systems too, though, that's the way they weren't designed with any extras. No. Sometimes I think there's so many extras in what we're doing. Yeah. That's bringing the job cost up, making them take longer, although required and necessary, you know, beneficial. Right. Uh, like you just pointed out, things are more serviceable, they're more reliable. And when they aren't reliable, they can be more serviceable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of a full circle there. But, you know, having all of these components does cost money. Yeah. And having this you know, using that benchmark of we're, we're not happy until we achieve like the most efficient, the most technologically advanced, all this kind of stuff to you and me is great as business owners selling the job. We, we geek out about it, but, (laughs) right. But like, I go back to what we talked about a couple of weeks ago and why this even was brought up in the first place is I have customers that are absolutely just like over it. Right. (laughs) Right. And then you have the yeah. extremists. There are, like we've already stated again, and I'll repeat myself, that there's probably customers that are probably interested in, uh, not just because it's simple, but like even to the extreme, like how can I like disconnect this? Like how can I be yeah. independent on this? How can I make this low tech? <clears throat> yeah. 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 And I think there's a lot of people in this industry that have been around just a handful of years now that probably would be completely lost. Yeah. Like if you tasked them with, uh, here's, I want you to 
not design, but in just install. I've provided you all this stuff. Like here's your cast iron boiler. Here's your pump. Here's your air eliminator and your expansion tank and a thermostat. They'd probably be like, wait, what? Where's the low loss header and the auto fuel? All this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. It's uh, mm-hmm. one extreme to the other. What What's it, the maintenance on something like this, though? I mean, it, it comes down to uh, pretty minimal. A couple, couple, you know, once every couple of years. Just really surface dust. Surface, kind of, yeah. You know what I mean? That's kind yeah. of what I call it. It's, it's kind of like that uh, spit shine and, and verify kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, check I don't want to check make, for problems. Yeah, I don't want to make it sound like it's not worth the time or effort, but it's really right. just verifi- verification at this yeah. point. Well, and so that goes back to like I was saying with the like the expansion tank valve. Do you put a magnet on it? Why wouldn't you? Right? Put a magnet on it. Do do proper water quality. Do all the things that we didn't do 30 years ago. Yeah. Right? Take the tech take the technolo- technological advancements that we've made in in water quality, you know, magnetic separation, you know, proper boiler chemical, you know, tightening the systems up. I mean, those are the things that killed these 30-year-old systems that we have. Right. Ultimately, what killed the GV Gold boiler? Water quality and condensation. Water quality, crappy inducer fan, well, crappy yeah. control poor, board. Poor install, yeah. You, right. You know, those kinds of things. And, and if you look at, you know, where where we're at, I mean, that's we were we were talking about something the other day. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, I had a, a slant fin boiler that is like 18 years old. It's got lots of life left in it. I needed a new control board for it. And I'm looking at it and the control board that I can get for it online is like 500 freaking dollars. And I'm like, <laughs> I need something that spark ignition that controls yeah. a gas valve. Yep. Right. And so we were, valve, by the way, yeah, well, I was looking at it. I'm like, well, I could just put a Honeywell Aquastat relay on there to control the pump. I need something to control the inducer. I ended up finding a White Rogers makes, and this is something just to throw in your in your hat for a rainy day or a, a, a poor situation. Is uh, uh, White Rogers makes an All Spark is the control board that they call it. It's a universal um, well, it's, control. It's from the Transformers it, movie. It's from the. Yeah, that's what I said. This is the new uh, new Marvel. Um, Marvel control. Don't board say that. Universal. I think you just screwed that whole thing up. I don't think they're Marvel. But it's anyway. not Marvel. No, you're right. It's Transformers. Yeah. yeah. Um, somebody's anyway, make, so yeah, somebody's it's like really 50 mad. D something or another, but the control board is programmable. Like you oh. go in and you like dial into it with your phone. It's like an NFC deal. And you do the programming right through there. You set your pre-purge and your post-purge and wow. all the, how many times trials for ignition. It's got a inducer output. It's got place for a fan proving switch to come back, and it's got a power output for a circulator or a main fan. And it does does uh, spark through a Raja terminal, which is like the little round spark plug looking wire, yep. or a spade, and you can do it with or without a flame sensor. And it's like a universal control board. And I was Dang. like, huh. And it was 130 bucks. Oh, you're kidding me. No. It says it, it yeah. Come hot claims. <laughs> no spark. Yeah, no, spark no, I'm ignition. Saying like even just a yeah. standard Honeywell control is. Yeah. Hmm. So, but it say it claims that it replaces 800 manufacturer control boards. Well, there you go. I'm. And I'm, I'm like, well, I'm going to stock one of those and need one check of the, it out. Need one of the t-shirts. That's right. The all spark. 
<laughs> well, let's put a pin in this one. Uh, I'm I'm still yeah. in development stage of dis, of discussed yeah. it here in the MTGA. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like kind of axe man. That means something different where you, you live. Can't use that. Uh, one. <laughs> what, what, I'm gonna go like army surplus on this. I'm gonna start selling like not connected systems off the there grid. I'm not, but maybe I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Let's, 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 let's talk more behind closed doors. <laughs> hey everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. Uh, Andy, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Everybody leave us a rating in your podcast app. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.